This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Amen. Hey, if you got a Bible, pull out your Bible. If you got the Bible app on your phone, pull out the Bible app on your phone. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for today. We thank you for the word of God. And we hold it up and we ask that it be a light unto our path. Lord, we ask that you make the crooked way straight today, Lord. We worship you and we ask this in Jesus' name. Everybody agree? Said? Amen. Can you give me a little more, John? I'm sorry. I know. I know. Uh, We are starting a new series today called The Promise. And uh, my message today, if you're going to take notes, is called Different by Design. Different by Design. When, um, when I was 11 years old, um, uh, my grandpa, uh, I grew up with my grandparents, um, and we'll talk about that just for a second there, but when I was 11 years old, my grandpa, that was my, my dad, um, died of cancer on my 11th birthday, and, um, and the reason I grew up with my grandparents was because my mom and dad, from age of like zero to almost three, uh, just had a rocky relationship and a rocky marriage, and things just didn't work out. And um, they ended up splitting. My dad ended up uh, leaving uh, my mom and moving to Texas. Uh, never talked to my dad in my life. Um, and my mom just wasn't in a healthy place at that time, and uh, she needed help. And so ended up living with my grandparents. So from three to 11, I grew up with my grandparents, okay? And that was mom and dad to me. So all I knew was mom and dad. And um, living with my grandparents was great. Had a great life. My grandpa um, had built an architectural firm with a friend. He was partners with them, and he was retired, and he did very well with that, and I had a great life, and we had great money. I remember uh, Christmas would come, and, and I'm going to date myself with this, but it's all good because I still have a, a place in my heart for this. But does anybody remember the Sears catalog that would come at Christmas time, okay? I mean, that was almost like Christmas itself, Okay. And I remember, like, the Sears catalog would come, and we'd actually get a couple more Sears catalogs. And I remember my grandparents would just hand me the Sears catalog, and I would circle things that I wanted for Christmas. It was the greatest thing ever, okay? I mean, I remember when, how many remember when the Nintendo came on the scene, okay? I was like, I'm going to circle this a hundred times, okay, in every single book, okay? Because I've got to have Nintendo. And so life was great, Um and then, like I said, um, when I was around 10, uh, my grandpa got diagnosed with cancer, the treatment um, just didn't take completely, and, um, and he passed away on my 11th birthday. And then things changed because um, we had a lot of bills, like chemo and hospitals and all that is super expensive. Um, I actually had to go to the ER during March in the height of COVID. I just got my bill. I was there for like two hours. My bill was $6,700. I was like, praise Jesus, I give this to you, Lord, you know. But we had a lot of bills. And any um, financial security that we had 
was gone. All the hospitals, all the bills, everything just evaporated. And all of a sudden, me and my grandma, um, we lost our house, lost pretty much everything. And um, somebody that she knew said, hey, I have this rental house on the other side of town. Um, I'll let you guys stay there uh, for a good price. And so me and my grandma, we moved to the other side of town, which I then became, um, at that time, I was the only white kid on that street. Only white kid. And, um, and everything changed. Money changed, uh, new school, new life, new everything changed, new friends. Went to a new school, met a friend, Dana. And uh, I remember one night I was on the phone and I'm on the phone with Dana and my grandma was like, who, who are you on the phone with? And I'm like, Dana. And she gave me that look like moms do, like, who's this little hoochie calling you right now? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You're like in, you're like in seventh grade, you know? And she gave me that look and I was like, no, 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 Dana's a boy, okay? Dana's a boy, okay? And, um, and me and Dana, we connected because his parents were gone. His grandfather had passed away. He was living with his grandmother and he loved basketball, and I love basketball, and we just, we just made this bond. We just made this, like, friendship, and I remember later that night, my grandma was like, hey, why don't you ask Dana to come to our house to have dinner, to hang out, because my grandparents, and if you're a parent, I highly suggest know your friends' friends, know their families, and so she was like, let's have him over, and for the first time in my entire life, entire life, at the age of 11 years old, this thought came into my mind, and I said to my grandma, I said, okay, but I want you to know he's black. And she looked at me, and she said, Jeffrey, and now none of you are able to call, are allowed to call me Jeffrey, okay, none of you, all right? But she looked at me, and she said, Jeffrey, she said, that's fine invite him and his grandma over. So, a couple years pass. Um, unfortunately, um, first day of summer break, 13 years old, came out, my grandma was cooking, she was making Swedish pancakes. She made the best Swedish pancakes. She was one of 19 growing up. She grew up on a farm. She made great food. She was making Swedish pancakes. I give her a hug. She had a stroke in my arms, and four days later, she passed away. And all of a sudden, I'm now, you know, dad's gone, mom's somewhere around there, my grandparents are passed away, and all of a sudden, I get shipped to my aunt and uncle. And my aunt and uncle loved them, I knew them, great people. Uh, they had three boys, three boys, my cousins are like my brothers. And so from, from the age of 13 to 20, I live with my aunt and uncle, okay? And I learned a lot with my aunt and uncle, especially from my uncle. My uncle was just that guy. Do you know somebody that knows everybody? Like, they just know everybody. And you're like, how in the world do you know everybody in this city? Like, literally everybody in the city, okay? That was him. And I remember my uncle had one of his best friends, his best, one of his best friends, his name was Reggie. And Reggie was black. And Reggie would come to the house with his family and his kids, and we would have dinner, and we would hang out. 
And man, we loved Reggie. I remember my uncle, uh, he had another friend named Tyrone. And Tyrone coached football. And Tyrone coached football for Booker T. Washington, okay? And my uncle signed all three of us up to play football for Booker T. Washington. Didn't sign us up to play football for our local community. We would drive 40 minutes to go play for Tyrone for his friend at Booker T. Washington. I'll never forget one day, we're like in the middle of football practice. We hear bang, 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 bang. Two minutes later, we see these cop cars go by. After practice, we get in the car. My uncle goes, boys, we're not going to tell your mom about this tonight, okay? <laughs> he said, everything's fine. Everything's okay. We're like, okay, cool. Gunshots are okay. That's awesome. It's great. I remember my uncle, he would, he would take us. How many of you remember Wednesday night church? Wednesday night church, okay? Why was there so many nights? There was like Sunday night church. It was Tuesday night church. It was Wednesday night. There'd be like Saturday afternoon church. I mean, it was like just church all the time. But he would take us sometimes to black churches on Wednesday nights. We didn't know anybody. We just went to different ones. We'd walk in, and we wouldn't sit in the back. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of times when you're new, you sit in the back. He would just march us all right up to the front. We'd be like, hey, everybody. How you doing? I know you don't know us. I don't know you, but we're here. I remember one night, we're at a church downtown. Come out. The car's gone. Stolen. We look at my uncle, he goes, I guess somebody else needed more than we did. And I was like, awesome, awesome. My uncle would tell me all the time, he would tell all of us all the time, any of your friends are welcome to the house. That meant people like one of my best friends, Mukul Varvel, Mukul Varvel, he was Indian. Okay? I remember going to Mukul's house, and I remember being like, what are you guys cooking? The smell was just, I don't know if you've ever been to Indian house. Like, it, you, you'll never forget the experience, I promise you, okay? That meant people like my friend John Tapia, he's Hispanic, my friend Eddie, shout out to Eddie, my man Eddie. Eddie was black, shout out my, my friend Taka that was Asian, and I could go on and on and on and on about different nationalities and different people, and these friends were welcome at any time. Mukul would walk into our house sometimes at 11.30. He would do his, his thing to my uncle, you know what I mean, and walk up to our room. You know what's interesting is that My grandparents and my aunt and uncle, they just never saw color. They just saw people. And, and listen, I'm just so grateful that when I was 11 years old and I looked at my grandma and I said, 
Dana's black. She looked at me and just said, it's fine. So from that moment, from that moment, the rest of my life, it was grained into my mind, into my spirit, into me. Everybody's okay in this earth. Listen, I understand that we have some issues in our nation. We have lots of issues in our nation. Can I get an amen for that? I mean, there's just a whole lot of issues in our nation, okay? I understand it. And I understand what happened to George Floyd and so many people is horrific and it's horrendous and it's hard to watch and it's hard to understand and it's hard to compute. It's just hard. But the other night I was spending some time with Jesus, just like two in the morning, and I'm just like, God, what is happening? Like, what's happening? You know? And the Lord just said, the earth has a Jesus issue and a sin issue. See, what was interesting about my aunt and uncle and what is interesting about my grandparents is this, is that they loved Jesus, okay? And the Jesus that they loved was the Jesus that sat next to the woman at the well. Remember that woman? That woman that Jews did not talk to, that woman that they had race issues with, that woman that they would not spend time with, and the disciples come back and they see Jesus sitting with this woman at the well, somebody that they're not supposed to talk to, and all of a sudden Jesus is loving her and ministering to her. See, my grandparents and my aunt and uncle loved Jesus who loved people like Zacchaeus, a gangster right? Let's just call it what it was. Zacchaeus was a mobster before there was mobsters, okay? And Jesus said, I need to come sit at your house, and I need to come spend time with you, and I need to be a part of your life. See, my aunt and uncle and my grandparents loved Jesus, and when you love Jesus, you naturally go, oh, Jesus loves everybody, so guess what? I'm going to love everybody too, right? My grandparents, my aunt and uncle, also knew what it was like to be forgiven. See, there's something amazing when the grace of God comes into your life and you recognize that you're a sinner and that you need Jesus and you need to be forgiven and his grace and his mercy comes and he washes you and he renews you. And all of a sudden... Just like Jesus. See, Jesus wanted to spend time with broken people, rich people, poor people, sick people, confused people, angry people. Jesus wanted to spend time with everybody. And what did he want to do? He wanted to bring them grace, forgiveness, mercy. So because the most important people in my life when I was young, did you get that? The most important, the people that was most important to me when I was young, okay, they shaped me with what? Jesus' perspective. 
So when I asked the Lord, Lord, what do we need? What is going on? He said, this earth, this country, this people, this time, what do we need? We need a whole lot of Jesus. We need a whole lot of grace. We need a whole lot of mercy. We need to be able to see each other as equal. We need to be able to put our shoes ourselves in other people's shoes. We need to be able to invite other people into our homes. We need to be able to care for other people. We need to stop judging. We need to stop judging. We need to stop judging. Amen. I can't stand social media. It's just judgment, 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 judgment. It's a time that we need to come together. It's a time that we need to take each other's hand and go, you know what? You and I, we both need Jesus. You and I, we both need forgiveness. We both need grace. We both need Jesus to heal and restore what is broken. It's a time in this season, in this land, that we all need Jesus. And what's interesting is this. Jesus gives us this great promise, wonderful promise, So go with me to John 10, and we're going to look at verse 9 through 10. I'm going to read out of the Amplified Version. If you don't have that version, it's okay. John chapter 10, verse 9 through 10. It says this. Jesus says, I'm the door. He says, I'm the door. And anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever in eternity with him. And they will go in and out freely, and they will find pastures of spiritual security. I love that it says spiritual security, meaning that once we have found Jesus and then we are in relationship with Jesus, that he paid the price and he's paid for your sin, past, present, and future. You have security in Jesus Christ. Amen? Verse 10, it says this. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. What has this season been? What has this season been? Come on, somebody help me now, okay? What has this season been? Steal, kill, destroy. Steal, kill, destroy. You can see the fruits of the enemy all around, okay? All around. But Jesus says this, and this is the promise that Jesus gives to all mankind. I came, Jesus said, I came to do what? That you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Anybody want that today? I mean, that's the life that I'm looking for. This is the promise that Jesus gave. And I can tell you from personal experience, next month I'm turning 40. Dun, dun, dun. I know, man. Zach's shaking his head. But hey, man, I'm heading in the right direction. I don't know if you all noticed, I've lost 25 pounds in Jesus' name, okay? So we're, we're headed, we're headed back, okay? I got in that time machine. I claw, I'm going back in time, okay? But all I know is this. In almost 40 years, I know two things. One, if people find relationship in Jesus, salvation in Jesus, and I'm not talking about just praying a prayer. Okay? I'm not talking about just a moment I pray to prayer. I'm talking about finding salvation in Jesus. One, if they find salvation in Jesus. Two, if they choose to follow and obey Jesus. Right? There's a lot of people that are like, I want some Jesus, but I still want my ratchet life. 
right? So if you find Jesus and choose to follow and obey Jesus, I have never met a person in my life that do those two things, that don't enjoy life and have an abundance and live to the full and overflow in abundance. I've never. I've never. So I believe that God has this promised land for everyone. A place of an abundance for your marriage. A place of abundance to find the right spouse. Can I get an amen from all the single people in Jesus' name? Okay. A place of an abundance for your money, your job, your family, your kids. A place where you are overflowing with what? The love of Jesus. You overflow in forgiveness because you've been forgiven. You overflow in the love of God. You're able to treat your spouse the right way. You're able to take care of the brokenhearted. You're able to be generous, kind, full of mercy and grace. Why? Because Jesus has filled you. See, this is the life that God has called us to. Jesus died on the cross for what? That we could have victory in every aspect of life. Listen, we as a church, we got to shine right now. We got to shine. We got to have people who are wholeheartedly following Jesus and living in victory and abundance so that this dark, dark world can see a light that is shining to give them hope and to give them hope, give them hope that there is more for them. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14, it says this, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphant victory in Christ Jesus. This is the heart of God, to lead every single one of us into victory in all areas of our life. And then it goes on and says this, and he will use us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like sweet perfume. So God wants to take us to a promised land. And when we get to that promised land, God wants to use us to do what? Share the good news of Jesus Christ. So this is what we're going to do. Go with me to Joshua. We're not going to spend a lot of time there today, but over the next few weeks, we're going to look at the book of Joshua. Okay. Because if God has a promised land for us, we need some instructions of how to get to the promised land. Because Joshua takes a people who have been wandering in the wilderness. Okay, did you get that? They've been wandering. Okay, what do sheep do? We wander. Okay, we wander. You know, we drive by a place and we're like, oh, look at the chicken sandwiches. We should go over there and get a chicken sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, we're just wandering people. And we have a group of people who are wandering in the wilderness and God has a promise for them. They haven't received the promise because they haven't learned how to walk in faith and faith and face the giants. And so God is going to use Joshua to lead these people into the promise that he has for them. So over the next few weeks, we're going to look at the book of Joshua and we're going to learn how to enter. Joshua chapter one, speaking out of the NLT version, chapter one, verse one through six, it says this. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, my assistant, he said, he said, Moses, his assistant, he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I'm giving them. 
Verse three, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land that I've given to you. Verse five, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail or abandon you. You should highlight, you should underline that. God will not fail or abandon you. Verse six, be strong, be courageous, for you are the one to lead these people to possess the land that I swore to their ancestors and I would give to them. Three quick points, and I gotta go quick, okay? Point number one is this, okay? After Moses died, the Lord said to Joshua, it's your time. It's your time, okay? We have to understand what season and time we are in in our own life and what season and time we are, are, we are in in the earth so that God can use us to lead his people to victory, okay? Listen, we need people to rise up. We need people to understand, why do I have breath in my lungs? Right? Why are you alive today? Why are you here today? Why has God chosen you for this moment right now? Because there is a purpose and a plan for your life. God destined you to be alive now. Right? So you have to understand what time you're in. Okay? You also have to understand Joshua is going to about to walk into a new calling. Okay? Listen. If you open up to God and go, God, what are you calling me to? He might whisper, kids ministry. You go, come again? Kids ministry. You know what I can't wait for? I can't wait to get to heaven and see some of the kids volunteers and the youth volunteers that I had growing up that helped me through some really, really difficult seasons and times. And they didn't understand why they were there and they didn't understand what they were doing, but they were helping to shape and mold me. And guess what? They're going to receive crowns in heaven because of everything that I'm doing now in the earth because they were a part of that. They rocked me. They took care of me. They let me cry snot and stuff on their shoulder, you know, when the girlfriend broke up. You know what I mean? Right? God, what are you calling me to? What are you asking of me? What do you need of me in this season and in this time? What are you asking for? It was also time to trust God in a new way. Listen, you know why we're open today? Because five weeks ago, the Lord told me, you're going to open on June 7th, and I need you to walk in faith. I need you to set the standard in this city. I need you to reopen and trust me and trust that I'm good and that I'm a healer and I will protect everybody. I need you to walk in faith, Jeff, okay? You don't get to victory unless you walk in faith. Joshua is being called to walk in faith so that everyone can receive the blessing, right? So when you walk in faith, when you choose to trust Jesus, it's not just for you, it's for everybody else. Point number one is time. Point number two is this. Worship team, you guys can come on up here. Point number two is this. God never fails. God never fails. 
He says this in verse 3. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land that I'm giving you. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail or abandon you. So what is God telling Joshua? What is God telling you about you going to your promised land? He's telling you one thing. I'm God and you're not. I'm God and I got you. I got you. I have you. Okay? What's he telling him? He's going, want you to know, Joshua, I won't fail you. I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to abandon you. You're okay. He's telling Joshua something. He's saying, listen, you can't see me through human eyes. Right? Everything we're seeing, Jess hit it when we were worshiping. She was talking about what we're exalting. What do we exalt? We exalt things through human perspective. And there comes a time and a place that we have to go, nope, this is what the word says. This is what the word declares. And the word of God is above all authorities. Even when it doesn't make sense. I trust the word of God. Point number three is this. He told Joshua, be strong, be courageous. What's he telling Joshua? Be strong in the face of opposition. Be strong when the odds are against you. Be courageous when you need to move forward and it defies logic. Be strong when your emotions betray you. How many of you have had a moment in the last three months that your emotions betrayed you? I know I have. Listen, your emotions do not align with the Word of God all the time. Your feelings don't align with the promises of God all the time. You are going to feel crazy things. You're going to have wild imaginations sometimes. You're going to have moments that you think everything is falling apart and they're just emotions. And what do you need? You need the Word of God. You need the Word of God so that you can be strong, you can be courageous, and you can move forward in the things of God. He's telling Joshua, there's going to be moments in your life where moving forward doesn't make sense. He's telling Joshua, you can't trust your feelings and your emotions. He's telling Joshua, be strong, be courageous, and rest in what I've spoken and rest in what I've said. What do you need? You need the peace of God. The peace that surpasses what? All human understanding. And you can go, you know what? It doesn't make sense, but I know God's with me. And I know God's for me. Why don't you stand this morning? Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.